Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the COVID What Comes Next podcast with Dr. Ashish Jha, Dean of the Brown University School of Public Health and a globally respected pandemic scientist and physician. Every week here, Dr. Jha will analyze events of the previous several days and offer his assessment and guidance for what lies ahead. I'm your host, G. Wayne Miller of the Providence Journal and the USA Today Network. Good morning, Wayne. I'm well. How are you? Good, thanks. So we have a few audience questions this week, and we have some general questions. Let me start with the first one. A new study that was published Sunday in a preprint found seven new variants of the coronavirus have been found in the U.S. now. What are the implications of this, and should we be worried? Yeah, so um, variants uh, arise when you have large outbreaks. And so it's not a surprise. America has had some of the largest outbreaks in the world. And so it's not a surprise that we're seeing variants. And just a way to think about it, variants are just are mutations that end up uh, really becoming quite common in a population. And basically, every infection is a chance for the virus to mutate. So again, lots of infections, lots of opportunities. The question that is in front of us, three questions. Are these variants more contagious? Are they more deadly? And are they any more resistant to our vaccines? And they may be more contagious. At least there's some preliminary evidence, but we don't know for sure. Um, But the key is we don't haven't figured any of those three things out about these seven variants. We need to. Now, I'm going to give you my best guess on a couple of things. I would not be surprised if they're more contagious. Mm -hmm. I also am pretty firmly of the belief that our vaccines are going to work quite effectively against these variants. Um, But the variants are out there, they're real, and they're scary. And the best way to deal with variants is bring infection numbers way down. So another question here, earlier in the pandemic, and boy, we're coming up, we're we're on the one-year anniversary already, people were hopeful that with the advent of vaccines and herd, herd immunity, that sometime perhaps later this year, at some point, life would return to, quote, normal, as we once defined it. Will life ever return to normal as we once defined it? Yeah, that's a great question. And the short answer is um, yes, but it will look different because pandemics change things. Pandemics change societies. They have forever. And so there's no reason to think that this pandemic won't. And the way I've looked at it is we won't go back to 2019 and the way we looked at life. But the things that were really important to us, we'll be able to do again. So if the question is, will we we be able to see friends and family? Absolutely. Will we be able to hug each other? Absolutely. Will we be able to do indoor dining? Absolutely. So those are all things that are going to be the things that matter that we're going to be able to do. There's some questions about, you know, if in the past, if let's say I got tickets to a, you know, Broadway show, I would never ask myself, is it safe to go? 
Like, what does that mean? Is it safe to go? The question is, do you want to go or not? Right. Um, those are questions that are going to come up for a while. Like, is it safe? What, you know, I've been vaccinated, but what about the other people? Should, are we going to wear masks? So there are these things that are going to remind us that life is not totally back to normal. But are we going to be able to go back to Broadway shows? Sure. And movie theaters? Yes. So all of that is going to happen. It's just going to be slow. And, and it'll happen. Most of it will happen this year. And it won't be totally like the way life was in 2019. But the only other thing I'll say is there'll be upsides to this too. Like, again, the pandemic has been horrible, but it's taught us that we can work differently. So it doesn't mean everybody's going to be remote forever, but it does mean that the idea of working remotely is different now. Um, the idea of like who you hire as a company may be different. You may feel much more comfortable as a company saying, I will hire that person who lives in California who's not willing to move. Wouldn't have done that two years ago. So I think there's some advantages as well uh, that people have to understand uh, will come out of this pandemic. So the last question before we get to the audience uh, inquiries, some scientists are hopeful that a so-called pan-coronavirus vaccine, one that's effective against all types of coronavirus, could be developed. And I, I read that story in the New York Times. Is that realistic? Is that possible? Can it yeah. happen? Yeah. Yes. Realistic, possible, can happen, I suspect will happen. The question is, will it happen right away? No. Will it, when will it happen? We don't know. Um, my best guess, Wayne, is that that kind of a pan-coronavirus vaccine, uh, and whether it's truly pan, meaning it'll deal with every coronavirus uh, variant or it'll just deal with the most common ones, uh, my guess is it's probably a year or so away. It's not going to happen right away. So I do expect those vaccines, maybe that'll be the booster that we get in the fall of 2022. Um, don't know. There's a lot of work to be done between now and then. But I think scientifically it's possible. And from a social point of view and health point of view, it is certainly desirable. So Sally Collier from Massachusetts writes, I am a huge fan of your podcast. And she used an exclamation mark. Thank you so much. Here's my question. How long after receiving the second dose of the Pfizer vaccine will I reach the full protection the vaccine provides? Thanks. It's a great question. Um, the short answer that we've been saying is two weeks. I think two weeks is probably the right time frame to think about. Um, it may be uh, sooner than that. And uh, the clinical data from the trials uh, suggests that, you know, more or less, uh, within about 10 days or so after your second dose, you start really looking like you have full protection. There's a little wiggle room in the data. And so I've been telling people two weeks after your second dose, uh, you should be at full protection. And a woman from California writes, I have Graves disease and autoimmune disorder, of course, and my thyroid has been removed. Can you please tell me if the COVID vaccine is safe for us autoimmune people? She's 58 years old. And then also, could the vaccine trigger other autoimmune problems? And, and we've hit on some of this before, but maybe you can recap and, and address this specifically. Yeah. Um, so I am not aware of any data that says that people with autoimmune diseases uh, can't get these vaccines or that somehow the vaccines will be dangerous for them. Uh, again, this is a conversation you should ultimately have with your physician. Um, but my best read of the data is... People with autoimmune diseases certainly can be at high risk of complications of COVID and should get vaccinated. And I haven't seen anything about the mRNA vaccines that makes me 
I think that people with autoimmune diseases can't get them. And the final audience question, I recently read that the vaccine protection might wear off after only three months. This was horrible news to me. Can Dr. Ja please explain if that is true? And if it is true, how could we reach herd immunity if it only protects a mere three months? Yeah, so short answer, no, no, no. It does not only protect three months. It's going to be much longer than that. We don't know how long. I know the three months came up, I think, because of one of the ways in which the CDC phrased the data about whether vaccinated people need to uh, quarantine if they've been exposed. And the way they said it made it sound like uh, they were suggesting that the protection only lasts three months. Look, we don't know how long the protection lasts, of course, because these are relatively newish vaccines. But I have every reason to believe they will last at least a year, probably much longer. Uh, do I think it's going to be a lifelong vaccine? Almost surely not. I think people will need uh, boosters. I think people will need. Uh, but I, I, under almost no circumstances do I think it's going to be three months. I think it's going to be a year or longer. Thank you. And uh, as always, send questions to GW Miller at ProvidenceJournal.com and write question for Dr. Ja in the subject field. Ashish, thank you again. We'll see you a week from today. Wayne, thanks for having me back. I always enjoy these conversations and I look forward to next week. Yeah, same here. Stay safe. 